And Father, we thank you for Tim. We thank you for his love for you and his love for your word. And Holy Spirit, will you come now? Will you fill him? And will you open our hearts and minds to see you more deeply, the word alive, the word made flesh this evening? Amen. There we go. Wonderful. Uh, good evening. Uh, as Lydia says, I'm Tim. I'm, um, I'm the vicar here. Uh, if you're new or visiting, it's really good to see you. You, you want to know what's going on. How would I have known about the carols going on in the pub at 8 o'clock after this? And the answer is it's on 60 seconds. That's uh, an email we send out every Monday. It takes about 60 seconds to read. Uh, and we encourage every single person who counts themselves a member here to not only receive that email, but also to read it and to think, oh, what can I take in? And also, because we're a kind of fellowship together, we're a family together, what can I take in that I could pass on and remind someone else? I wonder if they know about that event. Oh, have they signed up for that? Do they know about this? So that we are a kind of family, a unit in that sense, a community together. Page 970, Luke chapter 2. Um, it's a kind of, um, yeah, it's wrapping up the series as we think about Jesus. It's also a, a sort of Advent and potentially slightly Christmas reflection, all rolled into one. You've treated. Um, Luke chapter 2 and verse 8, um, the familiar account at this time of year of the angels and the shepherds. Luke records, and there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night. An angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, do not be afraid. I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. Today, in the town of David, a saviour has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. This will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in cloths and lying in a manger. Suddenly a great company of the heavenly hosts appeared with the angel, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven and on earth peace to those on whom his favour rests. And when the angels had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let's go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. So they hurried off and found Mary and Joseph and the baby who was lying in the manger. And when they'd seen him, they spread the word concerning what they'd been told about this child. And all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds said to them. But Mary treasured up all these things and pondered them in her heart. The shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all the things they'd heard and seen, which were just as they had been told. Verse 12. This shall be a sign. Um, one commentator quipped that the devil could do 
a tremendous amount of damage to the retail sector of our economy without stealing anything. Uh, all he'd have to do is go into a supermarket at dead of night and change around the prices, the, the, the things that we value, so that um, a can of baked beans would go for 180 pounds, but a crate of champagne for 69p. And people would quite quickly clock on or into a clothing store and a fake fur coat goes for 15 pounds but a set of earrings goes for 3,000. And as people clock on, the retail sector would, would lose millions, <laughs> rapidly buying up crates of champagne at the price of a can of baked beans and so on. Wouldn't steal anything, just distort and contort the way in which we value things. And I, I wonder whether as we um, enter this Advent season and as we think about Christmas and we encounter again these familiar stories that point us to Jesus, I wonder whether we, we focus a little bit too much on the sign, this will be a sign to you, whether we focus a bit too much on the sign and not enough on the thing signified. By way of illustration, what I'm trying to get at, um, on the screen is uh, a sign. Uh, and that sign was, I don't think it is anymore, but when we lived in Bristol, this is coming up 20 years ago now, when our children are young, that sign was everywhere. <laughs> it was a sign to Bristol Zoo. Bristol, if you, if you didn't know, we used to live there for four years. Um, and Bristol boasts a, a zoo, uh, a modest collection of rather unhappy-looking creatures. Uh, but pride of place back then was Wendy the elephant. I kid you not, Wendy the elephant. And our kids were, well, let's say they were, sort of, you know, they were roughly sort of seven, five, three. Uh, and so every now and then trips to the zoo. And of all the different things you could see and creatures you could see, um, Wendy in her enclosure. And there was always the kind of thing, you know, would Wendy basically be on form? Would Wendy come out and sort of stretch out her trunk and receive a clump of grass or bun or whatever it was you offered? Would Wendy fix her eye on you? Would Wendy be there? But what, what, because we didn't go to the zoo all that often, I mean, if I'm honest, Joe and I are not massively keen on zoos in principle. Um, sort of mangy, cold, misty day like today, it was, I always felt for the sort of big cats and, you know, kind of moping around. Anyway all around Bristol, this sign. And so any car journey we'd go on, the, the kids, it was like, you know, how do you keep the kids sort of occupied in the car journey? You'd look out for signs of Wendy. Who can see a sign of oh, there's And they'd, they'd sort of take the game on themselves. So long after we'd sort of stopped playing the game, oh, another one, there's a sign. It seemed like every junction, every turn, every sign, but there's a little rectangular sign with Wendy the elephant. They got fixated on the sign. In fact, you, you, sometimes you sort of, if we just took them for a ride around Bristol and they saw enough signs, that would be enough. We didn't actually have to pay to go to the zoo. <laughs> the sign, if you think about it, is just an, a rectangular piece of metal with a brown background and the white outline of a silhouette of an elephant. That's all it is. That's the sign. But the thing that it signifies, although we pronounce that signifies, is far greater 
Wendy herself, this huge, I don't know, two or three tons of mammal who will sort of lollop over, who'd stretch out her trunk. Have you ever stroked an elephant's trunk? It's unbelievably coarse and hairy. And yet with such gentleness, she'd reach out and grab whatever it was you offered and then envelop it in her mouth and you'd watch her sort of chew. You'd look at all the wrinkles on her skin and the way in which she walked, the smell. Oh boy, the smell. It was an assault on all the senses. The sign was just a bit of metal, but the thing that it signified was so much greater, of so much more value and worth. That whole experience of grabbing our three little kids, open mouth, wide eyed at Wendy the elephant. This shall be a sign. You'll find a baby wrapped in cloths, lying in a manger. That's the sign. That's not the significance. That's the equivalent of a little rectangle metal plate with a brown background and silhouette of an it, it, The baby in the manger points to something of far greater significance. We're not meant to stay on the baby in the manger. I was thinking it's quite an interesting health check. We'll have in three and a half weeks' time, uh, if we're ready, we'll have the crib service, carols round the crib. And um, probably this year, more than any other, uh, but in the last few years, we, we've had h- about a hundred or more children and mums and dads and grannies. This place is heaving and full. And I, I'm struck. It's an interesting little spiritual check. Uh, as we have a, we have a sort of uh, a, a crib and manger and baby Jesus and, and all, the, all the sort of supporting cast. And I, I, it's very interesting. Um, men and women, locals, mums and dads. And they'll say, oh, you know, Jody, Brian, come and see baby Jesus. Come and see baby Jesus. And they will encourage their children to focus on the sign. And I, I'm tempted to worry that they completely miss the significance. Here's the, here's the significance of the next slide. This is what the angels say. First of all, to you is born in David's town a saviour. That's the significance of this baby. He's come to rescue us. And we might immediately recoil and the people who visit us over this Christmas season may recoil. Oh, I don't need rescuing. But if we look at the world in which we live, of which we are a part, of which we contribute, if we look at the whole thing around the election, just the whole thing around truth or facts. We, we just don't believe anything we're told anymore. Truth has been completely ambushed. How are we to make decisions of worth and standing that will be in and of themselves significant for our future going forward if we've ambushed and and completely gutted truth. We are in a terrible mess. 
We need rescuing. And the good news, the angels say, for then and for now, is that a saviour, a rescuer, has come. Not just come, look what they say next. A saviour has been born. To reflect on the significance of that statement. The baby is the sign to the fact that God has chosen to fully enter into human experience. It's not just he sort of come for a fleeting visit. He has gone through the whole gestation period. He's gone through the vulnerability and potential risk of human birth. He spent the whole of his life touching, feeling, engaging with us. He cried our tears. He's laughed our laughs. He's breathed our air. He spent a whole year being 27. He knows what it is to experience stress. He lived in a world where there was bribery and corruption, where there was what we call knife crime and murder. Everything that we experience today, he experienced because he was born into our experience. Nothing, as the Catholic theologians and the fathers say, nothing that has been realized cannot be redeemed. Put it the other way around, if, if it hasn't been realized, if he's not fully human, then he can't fully redeem us. It is precisely because he has been born into every element of our experience that he can redeem and rescue every element of our experience. That's the significance of gazing on Jesus, of finding the baby. It's not just the baby. As a rescuer who gets us. A, a rescuer, a saviour who has been born. He is, third thing the angels say, he is Christ. And, and I've quipped about this before, but it's, it's, it took me a long time to realise that, that Christ is not Jesus' surname. I used to think that was his surname for quite a long, for an embarrassingly long period of time in my Christian journey. <laughs> Jesus is his name, and uh, in the meaning of his name is what he does. It means God saves. Joshua in the Old Testament of Jesus means God saves. Uh, and Christ means appointed or anointed, a special one. The Hebrew is the Messiah, which I think is in the, in the versions of the Bible we have here. In other words, God, it's sort of not just, oh, thank goodness, Jesus has come. No, he, he was intended right from the beginning of creation, Paul tells us in one of his letters. He, he was he deliberately chosen by God to be this rescuer who will live among us. A saviour has been born. He is Christ. Final thing, the Lord. That name, the Lord, is reserved for God himself. So God has chosen to enable and allow and release all of himself into this person, Jesus, who lives amongst us. When we see Jesus, the significance of that sign is that we see God himself walking amongst us, living amongst us, teaching us, loving us, dying for us. 
that we might give the whole of our lives to him. And this, according to the angels, is good news of great joy for all people. That is significant. The sign was just seen by a few people, some magi, some shepherds, possibly one or two others, not recorded. A few people saw the sign, but the significance is good news of great joy for all people. And we take that to mean through the work of the Spirit. Not all people at the time of Jesus, all people who were fortunate enough to be on earth at that time. No, all people for all time. This is good news of great joy for every single one of you and me. That's significant. God has come. God has come to live amongst us, to know us intimately. What is it that you carry as a, a burden or a, a worry or an anxiety right now? Is there some white noise, as it were, playing in your head? Are there things that cause that slight pit in the base of your stomach? Are there some known unknowns as we think about entering 2020? Is there a relationship, friendship that is not all that it could be? Are there certain elements that undermine your confidence in your place of work? Are you looking for work? Maybe tempted to fear you you might not be able to find work and, and everything unravels from that. Well, in all those things, God knows and loves you. God holds you. That's the significance of this angelic announcement. He's lived, living with us. He's died for us. He lives in us now by his spirit. He points us to God. That's good news of great joy for every single one of us. It's worth pondering that the worldwide symbol or sign for the Christian faith is not a manger. It's a cross. finish admittedly a little shorter than you might have been expecting from the vicar uh, I finish with this thought that Jesus was once a baby he acted as a sign but he is forever our saviour so many things good things really good things that will uh, catch our attention and potentially distract us over the next few weeks. Um, it's good to be distracted. We need a break from work. We, we need a break from all the stuff that's, oh goodness, weighing us down. I don't know how you felt when I, the news trickled through that 
thing on London Bridge. Uh, and I think, oh golly, not again. He, he, he's, his sort of stomach tightens. Um, I mean, if I went to a, just a, I went to a, a training day for various um, area deans and archdeacons and whatever in the Church of England, and we all went on this training day for when there is a major crisis and, and how we can play our part as a church in mobilising a whole lot of volunteers, plus also some buildings like this, how we can um, play our part in the event of a, uh, a, a crisis or a, you know sudden um, sudden tragedy. And, and immediately as I heard that, I thought, oh, golly, you know, where is it? What am I, or, or, you know, you, you kind of, oh. So we need distraction, good distractions, you know, glass of wine, champagne, good bit of food, presents, gifts, parties, friends. We need all that. But in amid all this season of distractions, Jesus, God's sign to his significance in our lives. A rescuer born amongst us. The appointed one, Christ, the Lord, God himself. Jesus.